This is a porn pod? You're listening to The Bob and Bo Show. Here are your hosts, Ty Bob, Ty Bo, and Sean. Fish Palms has a really good look. It's it's like if you're in the top 40 in his ranking, you have the best odds of winning it. And the only team left to do that right now is UConn. Yeah. Team. To be, I mean... Uh, I, I'd say this out of the out of the four teams that are left, right, or the whatever, however. The final remember. four, yes. Is it the final four? I couldn't. <laughs> I didn't remember if it was the final four or elite eight. I don't. I don't pay attention. Uh, I think Miami wins it. You think so? I think Miami wins it, dude. It's. I, I don't know. I, I've watched a couple of K State games and bits and pieces here and there. Um, I listened to the some, only game I've watched was Mizzou versus Providence. <laughs> Mizzou couldn't stop anybody from getting the cup, dog. Their I'm defense surprised. was piss poor. Welcome to Mizzou. You know, that's we have pretty much the whole like assistant coaching staff from Florida State from a couple years ago. That's what that's what uh Jig was telling me at Corey Baker's wedding. He's really? he's uh yeah. Hmm. And uh he he's looking for head coaching jobs and he's gotten like offers from like Teams that like not quite qualify for NAIA, so like lower division basketball. That's still but good for him, man. He's he's pushing he's pushing for something a little bit higher than that. I mean, he's been doing great down there. At, uh, what Florida College? Florida College, yeah. I don't know how much of that is him. Trust me, like the team's doing well. Yeah, like, but he's still a part of it. Good for his resume. Yeah, exactly. That's all it takes. Resume if all if all he can do is implement the same fucking system, like <laughs> now during the NCAA tournament game on, I think it was Saturday, we had a situation very similar to how the Super Bowl ended. I don't think you guys, neither of you, will probably watch it. Did you? It was uh, Creighton versus Florida Atlantic, I believe. Uh, Florida Atlantic guy drove to the basket. Creighton guy had a elbow on him, pushed him. They got a foul with two seconds left, less than that. So it was essentially the same thing. Like, why are you going to call a foul in that moment? I don't think it was FAU. Whoever they played, whoever they lost to. FAU played K-State. And they beat K-State. That is correct. Uh, FAU, who's the other team in the Final Four? Miami, UConn. Ah, San Diego State, yeah. San Diego State. That's who they were playing. They were really pissed because the game was going to come down to that. And I feel like it's it's the same thing. you got to call a foul. There's a foul there. How bad was it? I don't know. I I didn't watch it. Probably ticky-tacky. I've heard – I've seen, like, tweets about it on Twitter, but uh, I I have not seen, like, video or or anything. It was uh, a little ticky-tacky foul, but – he got beat, and you had your elbow on him the whole entire time. He was going up and coming down. Clearly a foul. Yeah. You got to call it in that situation. It's a shitty way for the game to end, but you got to call it. Did he miss the shot? 
He missed the shot, but he got free throws. But right. So, I mean, San Diego State could have had, you know, their own grounds to complain on. You know, they didn't call the foul. He missed the shot, and they went down the other way and scored or something like that. I don't think they would have scored there because the time was going to run out no matter what if they didn't call a foul. But, but they would have lost. Kind of overtime. Ah. Well, shit. Maybe Obviously, the rest would have let it go in overtime. Yeah, that would have been cool. We've only had, what, one overtime game in the tournament so far? That was K-State, Michigan State. I believe so. A hell yeah. of a game. And obviously Michigan – or not Michigan. Uh, FAU is having probably the run of the tournament so far. I think the team of the tournament has been um, K-State. Honestly, I, I the story behind that team, you've got an under six-foot point it's guard. It's the story for you because it's right next door. <laughs> I mean, it's not. I mean, I don't care about basketball. I I am not a K State fan by any means. I think it's just the neatest story because you the got, rest of the country don't care. I mean, they don't. They they don't. But I think it's nobody cares about the team of the tournament either. Nobody ever cares about the team of the tournament. It's always about the blue bloods. The team well, of the tournament no is always bloods. some some. Well, you the team of the, the team of the blood, tournament though. is always one of the smaller one of the smaller teams that makes an improbable run, regardless. I mean, K-State was a, a three seed, but you've got the the point guard who's, I think, under six foot. He's like 5'8". Nine, 19 assists against Michigan Yeah, but State. he's catching a lot of flack for uh, trying to make noise during somebody's foul shot. Good. I never understood that. Like, <laughs> quiet down for the free throw. Who cares? Let him be as low as he want to be. But the, the, the coolest story coming out of Kansas State, outside of – Noel uh, was uh, Keontae Johnson, the kid from Florida who had the heart issues his freshman year. I think he was a top five player in all division one, had to stop playing for two years. Um, and then they gave him the opportunity. They said the doctors came back and said, you know, you can play um, not like like you're you're perfectly fine now. We've got everything corrected. Uh, and the NCAA said, well, you know, you can either decide to play or we'll give you like I think it was like three or $5 million is uh recompense uh, for insurance for the injury. We'll pay you millions of dollars uh, to, to cover that issue and you walk away from basketball or you forego the money. And then you'll also have to hit the transfer portal because Florida legally is not allowed to take you back uh, for um, obviously the health concerns Um and he said, I'm foregoing the three or five million dollars. I'm going to hit the transfer portal, ends up going to Kansas State and is easily one of the best players on the floor throughout the turn. That seems so like conniving, like corrupt bullshit NCAA. That's what they do, man. Mm-hmm. NCAA is just extremely corrupt. I don't know, just trying to pay a player to lead the sport. Like, I don't know. No, no, it it was uh it was ba- basically like the insurance like hey you had this injury the insurance here is the insurance to take care of you since you were playing a sport associated with our league per se and we're covering so the insurance costs telling so they can't play basketball again i mean that's not the, you not not for the NCAA you can leave and you could try and go play professional but you wouldn't be allowed to go back into the NCAA and play because that would be like, hey, you're taking this money for the injury type of type of deal. Well, I'm it glad he did because uh, that just doesn't seem right. 
It just seems. I mean, it, seems it'd odd. be just like uh, if somebody's on uh, in a, on a team in the NFL gets an injury, and the team goes, "Hey, we're going to pay you your injury separation. You can continue to play in the NFL for another franchise, but it's not. That's not. That's not the same at all. Well, the, the NCAA is telling him you can't play in this whole nationwide freaking association. But it 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 is run different. The NFL is. I know you we go don't to like go it. to another the NCAA team. is corrupt. Um, it they are, but it, it as a whole, it is um like one is an umbrella versus when you look at the NFL, even though it is the league, the franchises are run completely autonomously, individually. You go from one employer to the next employer. Right. You don't work for the NFL, whereas the NCAA, even though it is a team, you are still all NCAA. Well, that was a great feel-good story for K-State, but they're out of it now. And I want to change our attention to UConn versus Miami. Probably one of the better games in this tournament. Yeah, Miami. matchup. (laughs) Their coach. Coach L, which is a stupid name to go by. Hard to say his last name. I don't want to try it right Lair- now. Laren Yaga. Lorenega, but <laughs> Yaga. <laughs> they pronounce it they pronounce it different on the Dan Libertard show because Laren Yaga. Why do they pronounce it differently on the show? Oh, because they they <laughs> um well it's a Hispanic is it just last Miami name. Based? It's well, yeah, they're Miami based. He's a Miami coach, but it's also a Hispanic last name. So instead of they, they pronounce it. Is he Hispanic? Yeah. Latin Yaga is Yaga Yaga. Have you it's heard all, it pronounced differently, Sean? That's how I, I just mean, hear if you it listen, all the sports. If stuff. you listen to the Dan Levitard show, he pronounces it for you. I'm just sports saying, how do you know that that's, that's correct? <laughs> Well, anyways, this is his second ever Final Four. Do you guys, you guys probably have no idea who his first Final Four was, do you? Cinderella Story, uh, 2007, 2008, roughly. Nope. Green Team, ringing any bells? Boston College. They're red, I believe, but. Damn. <laughs> George Mason. Remember that run? Was it the no, first? I don't. First time in my lifetime that a nine seed ever made it to the final four. Never since then, it's happened more and more since then. Yeah, we've had ones beating 16s, twos beating 15s. I mean, I think 15s what we're seeing two. this year. I was going to say that happens all the time. <laughs> I think this year we're going to see is like the start of the trend of not consistently seeing the Blue Bloods make it to the final stages of the tournament we're going to with the with the leading of the nil and the transfer portal i think we're going to see a lot more chaos and a lot more even keel when it comes to basketball yeah i mean it's the last few years you know it's it's been more competitive and there's there's teams with lower seeds making the final four uh and maybe not even just the blue bloods but like there's no number one in the final four this year no number one no number two or number three you First time making ever. your making your brackets, you know, you don't don't just count the number ones as locks because it used to be that way. Every number one seed went to the Sweet Sixteen just about at at least. Like the 
number one seeds, the, the best regular season basketball team usually does the best in, in college basketball. And now things are more up in the air than they have ever been. And that, you know, the talent pool players are getting more athletic, more dynamic and better just in general. And the NIL deal right there. Some people are going to realize that they can't make that money and the NBA, they're not going to go professional. They're going to stay in college longer just so they can get that money because Miami basically is paying for their players this year. Coming out and saying it. They got somebody on contract for 800,000. They they pay them. Their boosters are literally just handing them money. Yeah. NIL, man. It's all out in the open now. It's awesome. It'll be cool. We're going to, uh, we've talked about it, but we'll bring on uh, Josh Carraway uh, a little bit later on in a few months. And it'll be really cool to be able to speak to an actual coach in football, uh, but we'll be able to speak to an actual coach who deals with that on a daily basis. Uh at the division one level and be able to kind of speak to what's going on with NIL deals and how it's transforming, um, move, you know, moving on. Cause the cool, the cool thing that we're seeing it. And I think more so in basketball than we are in football, but right now in basketball, a lot of the kids are young men are deciding to stay longer in college ball instead of foregoing, you know, their remaining three years because they're actually getting paid more playing college ball than what it would look like on a rookie contract in the NBA. Or overseas. Yeah, or the G League. College basketball is becoming a, a little bit better of an option than it was in the past. And that's, that's good for the players. And shout out to women's college basketball, Caitlin Clark. You got, <laughs> do you guys hear anything about that? A lot, a lot of tweets, but I haven't watched any of it. Dude, she is... Pat Mahomes gave a shout out not too long ago, right? Yeah, she is the best college basketball player, men's or women's this year. Uh, The the funniest tweet I think I saw is is like, whoever's guarding Caitlin Clark on Sunday needs to start guarding her on Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) First ever 40-point triple-double in NCAA tournament history. Wow. Men's or women's. That's tight. She is player of the year. That's difficult to do. Better than uh, Sabria Ionescu? Yeah, yep. definitely better. At least Who does she year. play for? She plays Oregon? for Iowa. Iowa. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I thought you were talking you about know, Sabrina yeah. Ionescu. <laughs> and who she played for in college, sorry. Just another instance of you shouting out something so confidently and you're wrong. He knows ball, well, man. You literally <laughs> just said Sabrina Ionescu. I was just following up on that question. Yeah. Guy? My guy. Well, talked enough about the crooked NCAA, who may or may not be becoming less crooked, but they still show their old ways. But we got to talk about a crooked, unfortunately, Chiefs fan. It's a big story. I feel it came out today on Twitter. I did come out today on Twitter. Old Mr. Chief Saholic back in the news. He just can't stay. Uh, a cool thing. Christian Folsom, who's on the show with Tybo and I last year at the beginning of the season uh, was the one who broke the news about Chief Saholic and has actually done a documentary or been a part of a documentary that hopefully will come out later this year um, talking about that. But yeah, Chief Saholic's back in the news. Uh, with a new warrant out for his arrest. 
it's a it's a bond. It's a little bit different well, than a warrant. He, well, no, no, no. He's got a he's got a he, they've upped his bond and they've put out a warrant for his arrest because he's missing. Now he's got a if captured, he's now got a one million dollar bond. And they've got a warrant out for his arrest because he has cut his uh, ankle monitor off. Uh, I believe uh, his probation officer came out and said, or whoever the officer is overseeing him on his house arrest has come out and said that he cut it off on Saturday. It is now Monday at the time that we're recording this. He has been gone on the loose 48 hours plus. What do we expect? This guy's shitty. I, I expected nothing less out of this. Is, this is, this is just man. on on par with this guy's character. Uh, do, did he have to? Did he get to go home to Missouri, or was he in? Oklahoma no, so he he had to he had to stay in Oklahoma. So what happened was is after after the arrest, uh, he he did get a bond. I believe it was a forty thousand uh, dollars. He he and he ponied that up he got out um in which uh, it was right before the super bowl he then uh, petitioned to be able to go to phoenix uh for a quote unquote family uh event something or, or something other like yeah some sort of family event that if they if he didn't get to go it would cause uh major financial distress to him and his family it got rejected he could not go to Phoenix. Uh, again, that was also the same weekend of the Super Bowl uh, where he was then told to stay in the Bixby, Tulsa area uh, where he has supposedly been residing since uh, being released on bond uh, to where now over the last 48 plus hours, he's cut off his uh, tracking monitor and uh, everybody on Twitter suspects he is all the way in Tijuana already. Wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> He's on the run. We got to have Chief Saholic watch. We're going to have uh, impromptu shows once he gets caught. Oh, for Breaking sure. news. Oh, for sure. <laughs> that might be a midday type of just get something up and going because this is – if they catch him. Thing is, they may, they may never catch the guy. He doesn't have credit cards. He doesn't have a home. He doesn't have – all he has is that, that, red, that car that he paid a lot of money for, and who knows if he even still has that. I would highly doubt he still has that. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe flipped it. He could have. They uh the the police never did find it. This guy's this guy's off the grid, like legitimately. I mean, he hasn't grid. been caught from all of his other bank robbings, apparently. So that we know of, we suspect there's an investigation. Can't find him now. So, but they can't find him. can't find him now. As long as he doesn't pick up an iPhone, he should be good. This Which better he, make, he did so deactivate his Twitter. We, so does Christian know uh, if the documentary he's been working on has any deals with like a streaming company? Like, get it out so, there for the people. So the 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 people who are doing the documentary have had multiple um, documentaries picked up by major streaming services: Netflix, HBO, and Hulu. So it is, uh, it is not one that has been bought at the time of Christian's recording, which was actually a few months ago. So um, once they wrap, most likely they'll, they'll throw out a version and, and somebody, somebody will pick it up. I was going to say, he's just giving them more and more content every day. So, Oh, a hundred percent. This is going to be a straight up tiger King 
TV series documentary as soon as the man gets caught again. Put Missouri on the map, baby. Ain't nobody be calling it Kansas City, Kansas no more. I don't know if that's what you want to hear about Any Missouri, press but... is good press, my friend. Any any <laughs> press is good press. Uh, there is a situation of press that is not going so good for uh, a one-time former Kansas City Chief, McCole Hardman. Just one, being just a one big, time? Well, yeah, I mean, he was a one-time Kansas City Chief. One contract. He's being a big old baby back bitch. In, in the news. Uh, I had Paul to go Harvey, ahead and call him out, man. You and literally everyone else on Twitter. You were not the only one. I I saw your tweet come from the show's account, and then after that, I saw about 30 more saying the exact same thing. You were talking and about a type thing of thing. The thing is, he had every opportunity to thrive in this system, man. He he put out and he replied to somebody else, and it's like if, when somebody was talking about, you know, agreeing with him, saying he came – in the league, you know, behind Tyreek Hill, one of the best wide receivers ever. Um, he's like, yeah, you, you'd think they would have used us uh, us at the same time or something like that. And I was like, bro, you quit bitching. Don't be like Tyreek going to Miami and said, like, I, I wish I had the ball in my hands more. I wish they would have given me more targets. He had every opportunity. And, you know, maybe he did have a pretty serious injury last season that kept him out for a while, but, like, he he had every chance to thrive in our system. We did not we did not keep him in our back pocket like Sky Moore the first season. McColl was McColl was out there doing doing a bunch of stuff with us. Yeah, McColl had every single opportunity. We had Sammy Watkins in Kansas City and injured a lot. We needed somebody to step up. McColl decided not to. You lose Sammy. Who the, the number two that came in after him, like nobody. Then you lose Tyreek, and it's just you, McColl. You know the offensive system. You have chem- you're, you're supposed to have chemistry with Patrick Mahomes because you've been here for three years, and you can't even get on the same page with him better than Juju or MVS. You know, you had the opportunity to be out there and show out and show everyone that you're – you're a guy who can take over that number one role, injured or not. Like you weren't even you weren't injured the whole season. You got to come in and play, and what'd you do? You did the same thing you did every year. Yeah. You were a gimmick guy. You were a gimmick guy. You came in, you did the you did the reverses, you did the jet sweeps, you did a couple of long balls that you could never haul in because you don't have hands or vision. You got taken off of special teams because you're not very good at those. You've only had one good punt return in Chiefs history. And granted, it was a big moment, but like, (laughs) oh, like you've had a couple good moments, but nothing to hang your hat on. That's what I think is so sad about the whole situation, because I think you're being a little harsh on him. I I thought first couple of years production was decent. It was enough. And he came through in some big moments. So, like, we know the type of skill that he can provide, but it just wasn't it wasn't consistent. and when you know outside of a couple of big moments was the production consistent and and where it should be for a person who's been on the team for three years no right here on audio platforms i'm pouring in my head man could never get it is a mentality issue he's showing that 
in his tweets and in his press conferences saying, I never got an offer from the Chiefs. He he apparently didn't think he could have been a number one wide receiver, so that's fine. If he didn't have that mindset here, take that somewhere else. And he's definitely not going to be one in New York. I think it's funny that McColl's getting a very similar contract that Juju got uh, last year with us. Then the incentives are fall like a couple mil short of what Juju could have gotten or or did get. Um, but I just think it's it, it's funny. He's he's on his own little semi prove it deal. Like he he doesn't really have he doesn't really have the tape to stand on, and that that deal shows it. In a place that it's going to be really hard to show it. Like we talked about last week, like that is a stacked receiver room. It is crowded and not maybe not necessarily stacked, but like there are plenty of dudes that are ahead of him. It's going to be really hard for him to make his way as a receiver in that team, whether they have Aaron Rodgers or Zach Wilson. I was going to say right now, it's just Zach Wilson. Right now, Zach, they don't even have Mike White, dude. Who you put in? You bring him back, Joe Flacco, or is he going to the Ravens? Joe Flacco, what baby. He's elite. Raven, Ravens want Joe Flacco. Elite. We don't want Lamar. They want him, but they're not going to pay him what he's worth. They don't want Lamar. At least what he thinks he's worth. What do you What do you take away from all that, Sean? What do you think he thinks he's worth? I think he's worth more than 133 million guaranteed. With this five-year, $250 million deal that he turned down. Uh, for what he does for that team, for the offense they put around him, for how good of a quarterback he is, a top five winning quarterback in the NFL right now, for since he started starting games, he is well worth well more than that. What a lot of people, I mean, what a lot of people are saying is uh Lamar wants 230 guaranteed. He wants 230 guaranteed. No, he just turned down 130 guaranteed. He he came out and said that it doesn't have to be 230. It doesn't have to be the Deshaun Watson deal, but the 130 was is not what he values himself at. And it it was uh the the tweet released today, the tweet thread released today by Lamar. Um that's I that's part of the issue that Lamar is is faced with with not having an agent. Uh, he handed in a what trade request on March second, and strategically it's, puts it out, lets it known to the public as uh, John twenty seventh to meet with the media. media. Which, I, I mean, it was the perfect. perfect it's the perfect timing to put it out there, but also you just wasted twenty five days. You there? You came out and said that they're not negotiating in good faith with you. You just wasted twenty five days, and that's something where. I don't believe that you need an agent, but if you're looking for leverage at any point, whether it's for money at the team that you're with or trade partners and getting money from somebody else, that's where an agent comes in at is to help you get leverage. See, I think a lot of teams still have the perception of what everybody wanted to grade him coming out of the draft was he was not a quarterback. He was a running back. He has proven he is a quarterback in this league he has had shitty weapons in baltimore and for these teams to not realize that they have an mvp as under 30 was never switched teams before in the nfl you have a chance to get him why are you not moving mountains to get this man ravens gave him nothing they spent the least amount on skill position players around him the whole entire time he was there 
and he took them that far every year. Just I think that's another a, a semi good team. I think that's another part of the issue is like you said, why are other teams not moving mountains to get him even including the Ravens? Why is no team moving mountains to either get or keep Lamar? And part of the issue is the other teams had already taken themselves off the market thinking that this transition tag that has been placed on Lamar is the one thing that's going to keep him there because the Ravens can just match. But now that they know that Lamar legitimately wants out, which if they had known 25 days ago, maybe the Panthers, instead of trading for the number one pick, maybe they trade for Lamar. I bet some teams knew about it back then, but this is just now public knowledge to us. It would have been leaked if teams had known about it. If multiple teams with as 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 open mouthed as some of these franchises are, especially the ones that are the worst, news would have been out had had people known that Lamar Jackson wanted a trade. I, I don't mean, think anybody knew about it. That may just be the stipulation of not having an agent. Exactly. You're saying don't let this news out. Because that is how the news gets out. Not basically from people, it's all from the agents, like sending it to reporters. I wouldn't say it's all from the agents. There's some there's it's some front of office agents. personnel. There's a lot of front office personnel that like to hand things down to Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, Ari Mirov, a lot of those guys. They've got good relationships, and that's how a lot of the stuff comes out. It's from front office personnel when when they're trying to get some things pushed through. We would have known about it. Ian Rappaport went on uh, the Pat McAfee show today and said that he had no idea. It, it, nothing in the NFL is kept under wraps that tightly. Never has been. We'll see, man. I just want him to go somewhere where he's going to thrive. Top five teams. Where's he going? Top five teams at the top of my head right now. Top, top five fits. Top five fits, but could actually obtain him and give him the contract that he wants. Lions, yep. Cowboys, e. Cowboys would be fun. If we're, fun. if we're taking contractual details out of it, maybe, maybe Congress. the commanders. Yeah. That's where I wanted him to go originally. I know yeah. the, the big bomb on Twitter was all like a prank or whatever, but th- to see him with those kind of weapons and. I don't think contractually you know, he'd be out of it either. I, or the the commanders, I don't think they'd be out of it contractually. Well, they just they have they, two QBs in there. They they just got with Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, I think I think they would probably have to send one of the two to the Ravens if they worked out a trade and 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 some other compensation. So the Ravens actually have a QB, but Definitely. that the probably. you know Eric Bieniemy joining the commies. I I think he could. I think he could just. Picture-perfect offensive scheme for Lamar Jackson. Another MVP season. Type shit. Especially playing in the NFC. (laughs) Yeah, that's Super Bowl bound. Uh, Minnesota would be very interesting to see. Miami, Uh, I think, would be nearly a top. But it'd be – my two top destinations would be probably either Miami or Detroit. Those would be the top two teams ready to go have – the availability to take on the contract that he would want and have the the capital to move. Yeah, I guess that would make sense. Um, another, fun one, another fun one, 
contracts out of the way. Niners. Yeah. That would be scary. No, dude, Without that the would contract, be, that would that be would be unfair idea. for NFC teams. I think that's an automatic Super Bowl win. Yeah, they still got to run through us. Yeah. Well, they got to stay healthy. One thing they can't do. I think. Uh, I think one thing's getting overlooked quite a bit. Aaron Rodgers isn't a Jet yet, boys. If you're Green Bay. If you're Green Bay and you're saying that, hey, the Jets, Jets, you guys are not providing us the deal that we want, do you automatically go to Baltimore and you say, hey, you have a quarterback that we like. You need a quarterback. He's an all-time great. We'll send you Aaron Rodgers and maybe a couple other pieces. We'll take Lamar Jackson, pay him a big old contract. Everybody makes it out happy. Except for Aaron Rodgers. I think he would try to retire if they traded him to Baltimore. Yeah, because they don't have Alan Lazard. Rodgers <laughs> came out and said, I want to play for the Jets. <laughs> yeah. He does and, have and a no trade think that's, that's That's nowhere near an ideal landing spot for him because he, he's well, not for Aaron. No, not for Aaron. Not at all. I think for the you know team standpoint, that would work out great. But, you know, it, it it's a messy situation. And I feel like it really just highlights the owners aren't valuing what the players are actually worth to the business if we aren't paying the high level players what they're worth you know this this product is going to suffer we the lamar jackson sells tickets no one's going no one's going to buy season tickets if they know tyler huntley's their freaking quarterback (laughs) and i know nfl has the cap to to worry about but you look at MLB and NBA contracts, players are making a shit ton of money. Ken Griffey's still making money off off the the is it the Mariners? Whatever Reds. team that he the Reds. And the there's the is it Bobby Bonilla with the Mets? Oh yeah. Still making Bobby money. Like, yeah. I want to jump in there though, because Ken Griffey Jr. like to to the op- opposite side of this. While Ken Griffey Jr. is still making money from his contract with the Reds from the de- deferred payments, he's also their fourth highest paid player, and his contract is $3.5 million a year. So while, yes, Ken Griffey Jr. is getting paid still, and he hasn't been in the MLB for teens of years, uh, they're it's also not paying now. 23 years. They're also not paying any one of their players because they're as their fourth highest paid player at $3.5 million, they're not paying anyone else either. Well, that's just the case that the Reds are a poverty franchise. Yes. The stars in both of those leagues, basketball and baseball, they're making crap loads of money. They're laughing at most of NFL contracts. The players drive the product. The players are the product. The players drive all your sales. You got to pay them what they're worth. You have to make sure that they're getting out on the field, court, whatever, pitch, Mr. Soccer Guy. Those players are getting paid astronomical amounts of money, too. They're getting, they are way more than anyone else. Now, uh, their TV deals in soccer are honestly a lot higher than even the NFL is seeing. Um, yeah, I mean, that's just. 
everybody else is getting paid more. Not only are they getting paid more, all their contracts are fully guaranteed. MLB, NBA, soccer, their contracts are fully guaranteed. You also have the insurance that goes on top of that. Nobody else is complaining in all the other leagues. They're only complaining about that in the NFL and all the other benefits that you would see from any of those three sports or many, even uh, professional rugby. Maybe it's not the amount of money that they're getting, but they are getting the benefits um, that you're also seeing with soccer, bas baseball, basketball, stuff like that. So uh, NFL has got a long way to go, but my my guy, in, in, unless you're like the best of the best worldwide, rugby players aren't making enough to live. Like, well, like, I didn't, I didn't mean paycheck wise. <laughs> I was saying, no, 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 I wasn't meaning paycheck wise. Like, I was saying benefits wise. Like, even in that sport, they're still getting the medical insurance and things like that. Whereas in the NFL, once you're done playing, you're you're not, you are not getting insurance if you don't meet that uh, veteran status. Shout out rugby, though. That's like the third or fourth week in a row we talked about it. Slowly becoming a rugby podcast. Well, Ty Bob's uh, adopted heritage has him way more interested now. Un <laughs> poquito. <laughs> it's fun. I'll tell you that. It's it's the most fun thing I've ever done in my life. And I'm I'm striving to get back in shape so that I can I can return to the pitch. The soccer pod now? You play on a pitch in rugby too. It's, it's a rugby pod. <laughs> uh, yeah, they gotta get they gotta get the contracts figured out, and they gotta value players. Um, the owner, like, as much money as you think the players are making in the NFL, the owners are making way more, way exponential, way more. Uh, and that's just from the team, not any of their other business ventures. Like if you want to talk about the money that these guys are making, it's not just a toy where they're losing money. These guys are making loads and loads and loads of money every single year and then turning around and they're able to sell the teams whenever they want for exponentially more money. Where uh, Mike McDaniel's was uh, the the Dolphins head coach was just talking about it. They said uh, that the at the uh, the AFC coaches and the NFC coaches had a luncheon today as of Monday, um, and uh, yeah, the NFL the NFL uh, coaches picture came out. You see, I love the coaches picture. Andy Andy Reid and Belichick right next to each other. Only ones Always in shorts. In shorts. Uh, but Mike McDaniel, uh, they told him that the the Washington Commanders valuation was five point six billion dollars, and uh, he goes, "Wow, they're worth a lot of money." And I had to pay for coffee. Like, yeah, I, I, he was. I think it was more. He was like, "They're worth that amount," and I couldn't even get free coffee. Yeah, not to correct you too much, type up. That's just a Dan Snyder ran organization, though. That, that's going to happen with Dan Snyder. That Come on, shit. Jeffy B. It's not going to be Jeffy B. It may be uh, Magic Johnson. I've heard he's getting into the uh, to some groups to possibly buy. Just, I want to go back to that because you say that's just Dan Snyder, but also the Arizona Cardinals made the payers play pay for their food, like they would subsidize their checks for feeding them. Another shitty franchise. They're the only franchise that did that. There are. Uh, franchises that will make you pay for your Wi-Fi on the plane. Again, uh, like 
we all have to do that as normal Americans too, but as much as they have to fly for their jobs on private charters, you would think that their the owners would be able to provide and as, it, like as much stuff. money as they're raking in. Yeah. Like exactly. it should be no problem for you. Exactly. And it, it it's it sucks because as much as the the cap the salary cap helps even the distribution of players and the competitiveness in the player in in the in the NFL, it really benefits the owners. You cap the amount of money that you pay the players, and everything else after that goes to your organization, like the the shit that you run. So it's it's a it's a frustrating situation because there's no there's no right fix to it because you 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 pull the cap off and then all your big market teams just like in the MLB those are the ones that are just going to stand out every year the chiefs are now the royals no yeah. th- there's no such thing as patrick mahomes in kansas city af- after his rookie contract is gone yeah it does, it's not happening I, I don't I don't I don't want that. I need we have to have the cap. I've been wanting the NBA, which they do have some sort of a cap with the luxury tax system, which is NBA is just as broken as the as the MLB. Um there's a lot of we've talked about the changes that need to go there, but you know, nothing nothing compares to what the NFL does in making sure that there's parity, uh, even when some teams are good for a long time or a longer amount of time than the others, you're still seeing a bunch of changes. I mean, look at Jacksonville Jaguars. They made the AFC championship and then they were nothing. And now they're back to being like, okay, they can make the playoffs. They can win their division type of type of thing. Yeah. But they also yeah. have the tanking way differently for the other sports. MLB you have to, had the guys in there. You're not going to get them right. First year. It's going to take them a few years in the minors, even if they figure it out then. It's going to take them forever. NBA, they have the lottery for the draft. So even if you have the worst record in the league, you're not guaranteed the first pick. So yes and no. It is easier. I feel like it is a lot easier to rebuild in the NFL than it is in the NBA. It takes one player in the NBA. It does not take one player in the NBA anymore. Yeah, not anymore. anymore. We're in a different, different era of basketball. Not to win. I'm not saying to win. It takes one player to get good and recruit other players to want to come along. Whereas in the NFL, like you, do you realize how much work the Kansas City Chiefs had to do before they could get Patrick Mahomes? Like, yes, it. You can't. Can you rebuild more efficiently in the NFL? Sure, but it takes immense far more immense work in the NFL because it's a 53 man roster. It takes much, much more to create a winning franchise in an NFL than it does in any other. Well, I, I think in the, in the NBA and MLB, the smaller market teams might have an easier chance for runs, like not necessarily being great for a long, long period of time, like that type of rebuilding, but they can go like a one or two year run where they're really good and they compete. I don't necessarily see those type of teams winning championships, but they, they make some noise, they get fans out, they make money, you know, they're, it it takes, it does take way more to like, you have to have a full system 
you have to have more good players on your team to rebuild an NFL franchise. So it's just, it's, it's set up differently. And I, I, the NFL has the best product by far. Viewership shows that, but the way we value players in the NFL and, you know, their health and well-being and their livelihoods, it just doesn't, the, the valuation doesn't match up. NFL's done a fantastic job of getting the fans behind the owners. Which like when you when you look at it, makes you get the fans. But well, it it but there's, it I think there's a media movement that that's kind of moving towards like the players' benefit. But it is because the uh, player empowerment that you're seeing in other sports, NBA, MLB, soccer, you always have in these like your favorite club. But if you're club sucks it is much more fun to go and follow your favorite player that's playing well and on these much bigger teams because they don't have to worry about the cast face in the nfl they have gotten people including the three of us so behind our team that we would much rather support our team than we would individual players we would much rather okay yes you know, let McCole Hardman walk instead of paying him to stay here as a chief, even though we drafted him or uh, a better example of Juan Thornhill dude came in, played fantastic, got injured, then came back and played really, really, really well. It's like, okay, we're fine with letting him walk because we know we're, we're chiefs fans. We're not going to go and follow a Juan Thornhill or anybody else that leaves the the chiefs like Patrick Mahomes, God forsaken, like leaves one, one day we're we're going to be chiefs fans at the end of the day like we'll cheer for patrick but we're not going to be like buying a patrick mahomes jersey if he goes to to another organization it's not going to happen i i feel that and i i i just feel like that's like we're we're slightly moving away from that the people that are true fans of the game just like for example i mean we gave juan thornhill well wishes when he left colin saunders going to the saints there was Chiefs fans had a lot of great things to say about it. So I think there is a movement out there that is supporting. We're going to be fans of the Chiefs, but moving on from favorite players, there's no, unless you spout off some nonsense, kind of like McCall Hardman's doing, um, there's still that sentiment of like, we, you, you did great for us. You did wonderful things on our team. Good luck in the future. You know, until you play our team, like I hope I wish you the best of success. Yeah, but it's not the same as when you look at the MLB or NBA, where it's like just for example, LeBron when he leaves Cleveland, Cleveland lost seventy five percent of their TV viewership, and everybody went and they were a Miami Heat fan, and everybody buys Miami jerseys, and everybody in Cleveland's walking around with a Miami Heat jersey on that has the number six on the back and LeBron. Like I said, like if, if, I, if I don't think that was Patrick happening Mahomes, in Cleveland, man. Oh no, that was happening in Cleveland. I think that was just fans from outside of Cleveland. Because I specifically remember a lot of jerseys being burned when he burned. There were a lot of jerseys being burned, and there were a lot of Heat jerseys being bought and worn around in that city too. I mean, he was also the number one selling jersey in the NBA forever. So he's the kid from Akron. What I'm saying is that's not happening anywhere in the NFL. That will not happen. Not to the same degree. Not no. you're right. Not that's, to the same. That's degree. the point. That's the the point that I'm getting at is like there will be like yes, we're going to give well wishes because 
Like, yes, we do enjoy those players that gave us great memories and they treated us well and, and it was reciprocated on both sides, but you're not going to see a star move somewhere and then a flock of fans go and, and find that person outside of Tom Brady. Let me let me just blow your mind here real quick. I bought a Tony Gonzalez Atlanta Falcons jersey when I was younger. You're a horrible human being and no longer a <laughs> Get off the podcast. <laughs> Tony G was my boy. I wanted to be a tight end so bad. In all your playing time, Tybo, did you ever get to play tight end besides like intramural football? No. No. I didn't even get to play that in intramural football. So I, th- I thought we kind of played a tight end one year. I mean, we're linemen that went out for passes. Linemen that went out for passes, sure. <laughs> but no, I, uh, outside of little league football, I switched to defense in high school. So I, I got some playing time at linebacker. Uh, Junior year, I got to play JV. The guys above me were studs, and I I couldn't compete at the varsity level. But I got to play, like, middle linebacker on JV, like, for some important plays. And, I mean, I was just wrecking. (laughs) So that was fun. (laughs) Speaking of fun, you guys ready to have some fun? Yeah, let's have some fun. Uh, so thinking, man? taking taking the place of Tybo's top five today, we're gonna do a draft. And to mitigate how long we sit here and chat about this, we're only doing four draft picks. But myself, Ty Bob, and Sean here, we're gonna hold a little draft, four picks, kids' cartoon shows. No Family Guy, no American Dad, no Bob's Burgers. No TV 14. Animated TV shows that are for kids. We're, we're, we're kind of pinpointing Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, and Disney Channel. You know, if there's other kid show cartoons that you guys draft, you know, that, that'll be your bad. Uh, but uh, this, this is the fun we're talking about. We're, we're going we're gonna to switch up Tybo's top five. We're going to get the other two team members involved. And uh, we're going to get try and get through the picks here pretty quick, and then we can kind of discuss our lists afterwards. And so the, the order, am I right? It's, it's going to go me, Sean, and Ty Bob. You are correct. Oh, in the, in the order of uh, the winners, or in the order that we finished, uh, pick them for the season. So... I'm gonna start it off here. One one, don't mess up. Round one, pick one. I'm I'm gonna take a big one off the board right away. Oh come on now. It's Ed Ed and Eddie. Oh. Ed Ed and Eddie's my number one number one draft pick. That's a solid pick. With number two, I feel like I have to get a big staple off the board right away. I mean, you can't really get wrong with it, but SpongeBob SquarePants. Man. That's not even on my list. I don't care. Not even on my right there, right there. Not even on my draft board. You could have picked straight classic fourth fourth pick. Got I've got a few here, and I've been trying to go back and forth. Yeah, but you can only pick one here. Okay, I know, I know, (laughs) it's tough, dude. Um, I'm gonna take Teen Titans for number one. Okay. Oh, that's that's a surprise pick. I was that wasn't even on my list, but you know, kudos. Should be. The, o- the OG Teen Titans, right? Not the- yeah, yeah, OG. Okay. OG. He said Teen Titans, not Teen Oops. Titans Go. 
Okay. Make sure. All right. Come on, All right. Round two, pick one. We're not going snake draft. No, absolutely not. We're not going snake draft. And this is tough for me. This is really tough for me because there's there's two that I want to take here. But I'm going to go ahead and give it to the Wild Thorn Bears. Mm. Good pick. Wild not even close. List. Not even close. Not on my list. Not don't don't care. Oh, so I like where you guys' head is at. I'm gonna go ahead and go with old classic called cow and chicken. Not about that. Worse that. I have a lot not from that it. era, but they didn't make my list. Cow and chicken. Not board. on the list. That was a uh, staple for me growing up on a farm. Sure. Okay, I get it. I get it. Had to watch it. Had to watch it. Had a cow and a chicken. You gotta go Samurai Jack. Damn! Mm. No! (laughs) Let's go! Oh, Oh, I knew it. I didn't think that was on anybody's radar. Oh, don't don't sleep. I think my next two are locks as well. Alright. Well, I hope this wasn't one of them. Round three, pick one. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Nope, not even on the list. Because you like trash TV. Calm down. Mm-hmm. You just screamed at me for taking Samurai Jack. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Round three, pick two. Switch it up, got a Cartoon Network here. Codename Kids Next Door. No! That was uh, on my that was on my draft board, but I I I wasn't I wasn't sold. Round three, I feel like that's I should have made that pick earlier, but here we are. I panicked that was with my round two. Dang, stole one from Ty Bob. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Uh, I don't think I don't think that one's gonna be on anybody's list. So I'm gonna go the Grim Adventures of Billy. You Man. mother! <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> Solid, solid. Very solid. Final round. I know you guys aren't into this show, so I'm happy it hasn't been picked, but it was saved for my fourth my fourth round. And I'm going to go ahead and do it. And I don't care what you think about me. Adventure Time. I knew you were going to go for never that. never seen it. Great show. Great show. Great show. Ten seasons. Really? Oh yeah. Did I realize it was ten seasons? And and on top of that you got Adventure Time Disadvance. That is true. You did get me there. Oh, this is a tough one. There's quite a few left, but There's only there's only one draft pick that I that I didn't didn't take that I, I I'm kinda kicking myself for, but it is what it is. There's a lot that I'm looking at, but so many classics. Ah, uh, one thing I always wished I had was Fairly Godparents. So Fairly Godparents. <laughs> Fairy Godparents. Not Fairly Godparents. Fairly Godparents. Right, but you said you wish you had Fairly Godparents. I know. You wish you had Fairy Godparents. Thanks. Thanks. Oh man. Ah. Uh... Strictly because of the memories, I'm going with uh, for the final pick of the, of the draft. I'm taking Avatar: The Last Airbender. Damn, pretty good draft. 
just barely beat out Rocket Power. See, that was the one. That was the one that was next highest on my draft board. If you would have taken would have any of my five. picks, Rocket Power would have been on my list. We had some good misses in there too, though. Avatar's solid, though. I am, For a fourth rounder, Avatar is solid. Oh yeah. Like I am surprised none of us said Rocket Power. That was a big one. Uh, but Cat Dog. That was on my draft board. On my Johnny draft board. Bravo. On my draft board. Courage the Cowardly Dog. On my draft board. Finis and Ferb. Disney Channel. It was, it was good. No, I didn't, a, I didn't have a single board, Disney but... Channel. Man. On my list. Finis and Ferb was the only one. Ren, Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Classic. I didn't like that show. Come on. Fosters. Fosters was mm. good. Fosters home for imagination. Not in the I can, list. I can take but... it or leave it. Angry Beavers. I was not a chance debating that. I didn't even like it. All right. So my, my, my draft picks, I got Ed and Eddie, Wild Thornberries, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Adventure Time. A little bit of everything. A little bit of dumb humor. A little bit of Australian accents and Flea playing Donnie Thornberry. A little <laughs> bit of action with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And a little bit of what the hell is going on with Adventure Time. Solid list. Solid list. Over here with uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, Cow and Chicken, Codename Kids Next Door, and Fairly Odd Parents. I think your I think your best pick is Codename Kids Next Door. Easily your best pick. Round three, pick three or pick two. I mean, for the for the opportunity I had given to me, the value of Codename Kids Next Door is unbeatable right there. That was that was between it was going to be my second round pick, and I thought Tybo was going to take Samurai Jack, which it sounds ah. like he might have at that. Where was he going? Was he going round three to you, Tybo? He was. He was on my list. I didn't think it was going to be on your guys' radar, so I, I was. If if I would have had the chance, it would have taken Adventure Time's place. But I don't know. It's just the way things played out. Yeah. I had uh, I had Teen Titans, Samurai Jack, Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, and Avatar: The Last Airbender. Uh, wish I could have added he- heavy on the action. Heavy, heavy on action. the action. Though. I'm a big I'm a big action guy. It, it leaks into my movies and television shows nowadays. Super action form, but oh yeah. And you still haven't seen Kill Bill. Still haven't. I it's. He's sexist. He doesn't like a female lead. My my wife hates it, so she never wants to watch it. And I don't like to watch movies by myself, you know? Sad, sad married life. Maybe maybe if the boys ever came, came around. Outside of football season. Have a guy's night. A six-hour guy's night just watching two movies. Yeah. Fine, fine with that. Lots of bourbon. That made for a great time. I think you got my steal of the draft right there with uh, your round three pick, Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Thought that was going to be on either of your guys' radar. It's going to get in the fourth round, leave with a good solid pick at the end, but like it was up, it was up there a little bit more often. Might have to do you, these. You a little can't bit take more you often. can't take good. my segment too many times. Okay, but we can we can orchestrate this more in the future. We can take your segment as much as we want to take it. We can add your segment as much as we want to. 
you keep giving me bad top fives, we might just have to revoke it. The top five last week was the highlight of the show. <laughs> it usually is the highlight of the show, Tybo. Ooh, Tybo's top five dance moves. That's going to be on video. <laughs> oh, yo. hey, I will yo. do that. You will also have to do them. Yeah, that's fine. That'll be only on YouTube. Sorry I've, for the I've, auditory I've become, listeners, but I've become more apt to dance in my older years. I'm not worried about what people think of me. <laughs> He's busted Stay right here. Too. Stay, yeah, that's why I'm, right I'm right here. I'm right here. <laughs> sorry, sorry to your uh, audio platform listeners. Get on the YouTube. <laughs> Check out Tybo's dance moves. We'll, we'll be coming up. Make well, sure Tybo you... was in there. I mean, Tybo's got the moves too. Come on. Let's make sure you check out the YouTube next week when Tybo drops his top five dance moves. That's something you don't want to miss. Might throw that on the TikTok too. The what? The what? We have a TikTok account. Find us everywhere, every platform. Bob and Bo Show. Make sure to check us out next week. We'll always be back. There's going to be more and more NFL news to check out, especially as the draft is coming up in, I don't know, 30 days here in Kansas City. We're going to get together, shoot a little video out there. We'll see you guys next week. As Not always, that type of video. go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. This is a porn pod? <laughs>